Hey guys, welcome to the Let's Mosley podcast. This is your host, Skylar, and I'm an online personal coach and gaming enthusiast. I went from being an underdog to being a hero of my story, and now I'm here to help guide you to being a hero of yours. Through health, fitness, and sharing my story, I hope to show you that if I can do it, you can do it too. With that being said, Let's Mosley. Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Mosley podcast. On today's episode, I actually have a guest with me. His name is Nico, and he's actually a online fitness coach as well too. Nico, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, Skylar. Uh, my name is Nico Abaya. I'm a fitness coach, uh, like you said, from the Bay Area, California. Um, I've been doing it for, I'm going on 10 years. I'm creeping on it, uh, 10 years uh, this fall. Um, and we met via social media. Yeah, you know, we, yeah, Logan, Logan. Logan. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, so we met through a business, like a business mentorship group. Um and dude, yeah, I just want to say like I'm I'm super happy to be on the podcast. It's always fun to kind of see like up and coming coaches doing things right and doing things early. You know, like I've been in it ten years, but I like I didn't do half the stuff you were doing a year in, two years in. Like maybe you know, like I'd be so much further along. So it's exciting to see you taking the initiative early and, and doing that. Thank you, man. Um, what what got you into doing uh, fitness coaching? Mm, for me, fitness coaching it just fell into my lap. Really? Um, I was a, a boxer mm-hmm. in college. I uh, had my last amateur bout. And then at one of those uh, events, I met the owner of a supplement shop. And they had a little booth set up. And then afterwards, they reached out on Instagram, like, bro, right when it's not right, yep. right when Instagram started, but back in 2012, when it was like fresh and new. Yeah. Um, they reached out to me. And then I remember looking at their socials and looking at their Yelps and thinking like, wow, like they have these transformations and i remember i was super proud of the way i would like diet down for boxing matches because i actually dieted i didn't just like um pull water or anything so i did understand a little bit about dieting at that time made weight for my fight but uh, i didn't look how i how i wanted to look mm-hmm. um and then they kind of reached out and said would it would you be down to you know promote some of our products like we don't have a fighter um but that was since I knew it was my last match. It was it was kind of perfect that they reached out because I was more interested in getting into fitness, um, and yeah, it started there. I hired one of their employees as my first coach. Mm-hmm. Did like a little practice cut, um, got lean. I got pretty shredded, <laughs> and that was for the first the first time I was like pretty lean, pretty shredded. I was lifting heavy. Um, again, coming from boxing, and I played football growing up, and I lifted weights in high school, so I knew a little bit. Like there was some. Um, like I, I knew enough, yeah. but it not not nearly enough to put it all together and tie in what I thought was like a, a good physique. Um, and then after maybe halfway through that that practice cut, I was like, I'm gonna do a show. So I, I targeted my first show. I think within nine months of that point, <clears throat> dude, that's awesome, man. That's really awesome. You know, it's crazy too, because like you know, I've I've been following you. Like you've been a huge inspiration for me. So mm-hmm. you know, I see your I see your bio, I see your post, and like I just always am amazed by how many people you've like you've helped out, man. Like how many people have you actually helped out? Mm-hmm. I don't got a running. Count. I know I leave, <laughs> I leave the Instagram on. It says in my bio fifteen hundred plus. I'm I'm probably closer to two thousand now. Um, to give you a little bit of uh, maybe motivation, inspiration, to kind of give you some perspective of where I was leaning, like going into my first few years. Yeah. Uh, in 2012, my first year of fitness coaching, like I said, I I was documenting my journey um, on Instagram, and then people would just hit me up and say, "Hey, can you help me?" So in 2012, I think I helped like two people, mm-hmm. and then in 2013, once I actually got on stage and I was a little bit more comfortable with, you know, saying, "Hey, I, I competed, now I can help you," um, which 
to be honest, that does not make you qualified, but like <laughs> it, it makes a lot of people feel that way, um, which is really what matters, I think. Um, I might maybe touch 20 or 30. So first year two, second year 30-ish, and then the next year 14, 15, it was like I cracked 100 at a time. And then those from that you know core group of maybe 150, mm -hmm. majority of my the clients that I that I impacted over the years um, came from people that knew that that core set. Dude, that's crazy too. And like, I always try my best not to compare myself to other coaches or anything like that. Oh, you know, because you, you know, <laughs> we tell we tell our clients, you know, to stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. You know, don't compare yourself to other people. But always, like when I talk about you, like when I talk about you to Daryl, um, mm -hmm. I'm always like, this guy's like the next up to where I want to be because I don't I don't have any experience with doing like competitive um competition body bodybuilding competition or anything like that so okay you know just the fact that you are doing that and that you've helped you know over two thousand people now it's just you know it's amazing to me like what's your, you. what's how, your how do you know daryl oh well we actually through logan actually um okay that's awesome so yeah we we both we both signed up around the same time and uh he we needed an accountability partner okay so i was like you know what let me just reach out to this guy uh let me you know connect with him and see if he wants to be my partner and For sure yeah, dude, we we connected, we talked, we hit it off, and like we had a lot in common. Like he doesn't live that far from me. Oh, cool. Um, okay. So yeah, we just uh, we just we helped each other, we guided each other, and we've been really good friends ever since. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. But what's been your uh, what's been your your most favorite thing about doing online coaching? It was it was it's the impact, bro. From from the get go, like the first time someone tells you they you you change their life and you mm -hmm. believe it and you see it and you see not only that that physical growth but the mental growth you see you know women with like zero self esteem like start posting pictures again or like this doesn't happen often but I, but I've seen people kind of build up the the confidence to leave a shit relationship yeah you know like treat like they left a toxic relationship where they weren't being treated um with respect and and so much of that came from how they saw themselves so having having that power is mm -hmm. was something that was kind of shocking and it's been my favorite thing um you know going into fitness coaching like you're lucky i'll say, I'll say you're lucky in that like you can see like you you know me yeah. and what i do right and you yeah. can kind of see that as as a as an end goal but for me coming up as a fitness coach there was nobody doing what i thought i wanted to do um as far as numbers goes so it was always just kind of like all right I, i'm gonna do fitness coaching until i figure out until i graduate college which was like two years after I started, yeah, and then maybe get a corporate job, you know, something, something to that effect. So I didn't, I didn't see that there was anything beyond just like a hustle. Um, so you know, beyond like truly impacting people, yeah, on a on a physical and uh, emotional level, spiritual level, um, it's it's brought me so much just love and friendships over the years like my best friends to this day is from from fitness they were all clients at one point in my <laughs> life I, we met through instagram and my my instagram fitness page yeah so it's dude it's giving me everything um dude, uh, that's, that's so crazy that you say that too because i don't i don't have like the background that you have at all in terms of like getting into fitness i grew up on it so i grew up on computers <laughs> but like gotcha. i always wanted to help people so that's what i did i did it the IT way. Um, That's all that matters. You yeah. Know, if you, I think if you, I also like to, to remind people that there was a point too where I didn't know a tenth of what I know now, but even that ten percent of what I know now is enough is more than enough to help a majority of people, mm -hmm. right? And if you can, you know, take it and say, "Hey, I can help a lot of people." You know, think about all your friends, all your family. 
half the gym. You probably know more than than all of them, right? Yep. Yep. So why why can't you see yourself as an authority just because you don't know as much as somebody else that's been doing it 10 years or that's taken multiple degrees? It's You don't really need to know everything in order to help people take those first steps, which are usually the most important. Oh, yeah. And I completely agree with you because that's where my mindset eventually changed to. You know, I, uh, I went through a really bad breakup in 2014, okay. um, low confidence, low self-esteem, all that stuff. And when I got to that point, I reached out to my cousin because he was like a bodybuilder at the time. And I was like, dude, okay. I was like, can you train me? And he's like, yeah, I'm going I'm to, he's like, I'm going to tear you up, but yeah, I can train you. So I, you know, he took me under his wing or whatever. And, you know, the more I just kept doing it, the more I fell in love with it, the more I fell in love with myself, I got more confident mm-hmm. and everything just seemed to improve. And I think the more I became passionate about it, the more I wanted other people to experience that same feeling as well, too. Kind of going right. back to, you know, what you said about people leaving their relationship and stuff like that, because they have the confidence now to do so. Right. I wanted people to basically find themselves, you know, find the confidence to go after things they thought they couldn't do. Exactly. So it's just crazy that, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we're after the same thing. We're trying to make a huge impact on as many people as possible and change mm-hmm. their lives for the better. Yeah. One of the things that definitely resonated with me that you said was, I, I remember that first time when I felt the high of feeling transformed and I wanted to help everybody. <laughs> I would text everybody. That's that's when I thought that I could actually help people because I was so excited. And I was, it almost seemed like I wanted it more for people than they wanted it for themselves because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, trust me, I know what's on the other side of this and it feels so good. Right. And it's yep. it's so much, it's an easier, not that we're selling, but it's an easier sell when when somebody is so excited, so passionate about something that they, they truly believe that fitness is going to, you know, change your life. And you felt that. So you're way more inclined and likely to to get people on and get them excited and get the right people that you want to work with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that hits. So I got a question for you. Um, you know, you said you've been on Instagram for a while posting. What has changed from now or from then to now in terms of like just the way you engage with potential clients or people who are just really interested in getting your help? Uh, the way you worded that, nothing. Engagement should not change. I mm-hmm. always think like if somebody comments, comment back. If someone sends a message, respond back. Use so it's 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 a social media platform, right? So you're supposed to go out and like photos and and comment on people's stuff and mm-hmm. cheer people on, right? At the root of it, that's what Instagram's for, and that's yeah. why it brought so many people together. But over you know <clears throat> over the years, as it's evolved as a platform, and it went from only sharing photos to then having DMs to then videos to then. Uh, stories and then reels and then long form video, Instagram TV, Instagram lives. You, I mean, it's, <laughs> you got to keep up with the times, you know, you really have to. And um, with each, you know, evolution of it, basically, basically anytime there was something good going on with another social media platform, Instagram said, let's do that. Yeah. Right. Like they took Snapchat stories. They took, I think it was Vine and they added videos and then <clears throat> the reels is TikTok. Yep. So as, as something else is blowing up, they, they copy, you know, so they copy it. And then it's, it's my job as a fitness coach, I think to use that to, you know, I think, I think Instagram for us, I'm going to, I'm going to use the shit out of this line. It's not, it's not mine, but um, <laughs> this one of my, one of my friends and colleagues, Natasha said that Instagram's your storefront, you know, especially if, if you're on social media for anything business related, it's, it's your storefront, right? Yeah. You walk, you're walking down the street, you see a store, you, what's, what do you see in the glass? And is it going to pull you in? Do you want to shop there? Does it look reputable? Ooh, it's, that's a sketchy place. Like yeah, what, what's yep. going on in there? So that first page is going to tell you so much. So 
I'm not like huge on your bio needs to literally say, I help this many, this, 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 like that is a little bit off to me, a little yeah. bit off putting even to the point where, yeah, like people aren't robots, you know, but like, that's what it is. It's, it's your business card. Like, do you have a business card? I, I don't like give your social media that first thing that they see on there. They're going to know exactly what you do, how you do it, what you're about. Uh, bruh. And you said <clears throat> that I help thing. Cause I actually have that on my bio right now. So I think I do too. I think I do. <laughs> this is kind of like a joke. That's, that's like my, one of my pet peeves. I'm like, Oh, should I change that? I think I, I think I deleted that, but that's, that's there. And it should, it probably should be, you know, it's better than you putting things that aren't relevant to what you do. Yeah. But it doesn't really show a lot of, um, this is, this is, this is the problem now. It, there's, it's, it's getting saturated. Like it's really getting saturated. So how do you, how do you, Skylar, now try and stand out from the other millions of personal trainers that got hit by the pandemic that think, oh shit, I can online coach too. And that's probably been, I think one of my toughest things is just, it is saturated and it continues to become even more saturated, you know, right. over time. And, you know, you have the trainers on, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook, they're on LinkedIn. Everywhere. Yeah. LinkedIn. Snapchat, TikTok, like they're everywhere. Really? So, you know, it is kind of hard trying to like separate, separate yourself from the other trainers, trying to stand out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you do it? Uh, dude, I, I, I just try and be myself mm -hmm. on there, you know, and then, and, and try and be a page that I think I'd want to follow. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is like, I. I feel like, I truly feel like I should have fuck, hundreds of thousands of followers. Like the amount of content that I put out, the amount of before and afters that I put out and how consistent I've been, I, I don't know why I don't have that many. But it's not like it really matters because, dude, if I could do what I'm doing with 5,000 followers, then it's, you know, it, it's still under enough eyes and those are all quality, you know, leads quality, and, and, yep. and customers and I do get to interact with them a lot. Um, you know, not, not bots and stuff or people from other countries that would never buy. Um, but when I look at just the, the quality of the content, I'm like, I'm running a, a well-oiled machine, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I think, I think with social media, when you look at it, um, whether it's business or, I mean, whether it's fitness business or whatever, whatever is business that you're doing on there, um, you, you have to provide value, right? Like why is somebody going to go to the page? Mm -hmm. Like what is going to get them to pull up their phone, like stop what they're doing throughout the day and then type in your name on the search bar to think, oh, I wonder what Skylar's up to today. So they either want to learn something, be entertained, connect with you, learn about you, something. One of those things, it, it has to happen on a, on a daily basis and it has to happen often. One thing I really respect about you is your vulnerability. You've shared some really deep and personal things that you've gone through on your Instagram. That. Um. So yeah, I definitely. That's tough, bro. It, you it, know? Is, it <laughs> is, man. It really is because I'm a really closed off person. So when I first started doing online training, I had to learn to be more open, learn to like mm -hmm. actually be myself online. Right. And, you know, that was a struggle for me. That was me really stepping out of my comfort zone, you know, showing up on the stories and, yeah. you know, showing up on these videos and just kind of just showing people more of who Skylar is. Right. You know, um, I just did a podcast a couple of days ago about my brother and I don't talk to anyone about that. Like, <laughs> so yep. for me to just be able to like open up like that and be vulnerable, like I just, I don't know. It's just, I'm glad that, you know, this is the path that I chose for my life. Yeah. And, no, yeah. that takes, that takes bravery. Um, but to kind of tie it back to the question about like, how do you differentiate? Yeah. 
the only way to be truly different from everyone else is to just be yourself. <laughs> There's no other you. <laughs> so if you just tell your story, you know, tell people the way, because you don't have to be right, mm -hmm. right? You just have to tell people what you think or what you're doing or who you are. Yep. So there's no wrong answer when you can tell someone like, hey, this is what I went through. This is what I'm struggling with. And people connect with it better, right? Like, mm -hmm. let's just say I put out all that content, but I never said anything about my personal life or the, what I struggled with. I don't know. It, it, it wouldn't really hit the same, right? Like, yeah. it's just like, okay, he's, he's, he's a robot. He's a machine. It could be anything. That could be, you know, um, my fitness pal has the same information, I think, posting on their, on their email list or something. So it's because you want to get to know me as a person. And, and again, I'm, I never, I don't look at other people's content and say, who, how, how, how can I be more like them? Like, no, I'm just going to be myself, you know, yeah. I'm going to teach what I can, what I know, what I've experienced. And then, you know, when, when I think something's relevant or I want to get something off my chest, like I, I, we're lucky dude, to have social media and for it to be able to, um, for other people to promote vulnerability um, we're lucky, you know, as a society now, like dude, 10, 15 years ago, you will probably never see not even, especially not a guy that's into bodybuilding and oh, a guy yeah. that's like overly masculine to talk about feelings and emotions and therapy and whatnot. Um, so yeah, we're, dude, we're lucky because mental health plays such a big part in, in just today's society and, and, and trying to make sure that we're living like bell, well, <laughs> bell balanced, well balanced <laughs> lives, you know, um, where we're, where we're putting taking kind of trying to take the stigma off that. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of funny you bring up mental health because I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you about that. Like what are your thoughts on just the mental health in this country and the way it's affecting everybody in terms of just taking care of themselves, taking care of their health. I, <laughs> it's funny that I said like, we're lucky that social media, we have it to mm -hmm. kind of broadcast in a way. Like think about how, think about how much more productive it is to like, Go on your stories and then type up something that you you feel mm -hmm. and then post it and then have someone say, hey, I feel you on that, right? Versus like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, someone writes in a journal and it never gets seen. So it's kind of nice because we want to, as humans, connect with people. Mm -hmm. So like that's what social media allows it to do. But then also at the same time, when we get caught comparing ourselves to other people or other people's situations and, and kind of um, say comparisons, the thief of joy. Right. So if we're, if I'm running a fitness business, you're running a fitness business and you're looking at what I'm doing and you're worried why you're not where I'm at, but you know, you're actually happier than I am, but I'm only, put, it's, it's, it's tricky, man. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all again, a, a, a storefront, a facade. It's not real. But you know, when, when you feel like somebody is speaking their truth and, 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 and being vulnerable and, you know, and you feel deeply connected to them, you're going to follow them and you're going to like them and you're going to, promote their page and invite them on your podcast. So that's just, that's just a part of it, you know? And I think yeah. that social media for me, it's so good for my mental health, but for every one of me, there's also 10 other people that say, dude, I need to get off Instagram. I've been off Instagram for my, for my mental health. Cause you know, you, you click on the wrong page and then there's fucking 20 reels about Roe versus Wade, a ton oh. of other cop killing, yeah. kidnapping. So much negativity. We're in Ukraine, right? So like it's, and, and, and a lot of people, right, like as a, as a, not as a tactic, but pe some people, right, like would, they want to, they want to pick a side mm -hmm. to, I mean, 
it's normal, right? Like yeah, that, that it is just completely normal. Like, oh, yeah, go go go, Warriors! Or you you want to you want to be you know you want a us versus them feeling, and if I say hey like I'm voting for Trump, then like I'm gonna have a lot more people say oh he's voting for Trump. I didn't know that. I like him now, right? But then there's also the other people that say oh I don't really care for him. But so it's tricky, bro. Like yeah, social media it's it's so tricky, it's, dude. It's, it's, it's it a weird so place tricky. to navigate. But if you ever look at my like for as much as I post. You're not really going to ever catch me like chiming into my two cents on anything political or anything that I feel isn't, um, you know, that that has two sides. Yeah, because we're we're not we're not there to do that. We're there no. to no. We're, we're just there to help people. Like we're exactly. there to help people hit their goals. We're not there exactly. to you know pick political sides or you know give our input on what's going on in the world. We're just there to you know try to make yeah. someone's life better. So yeah, I, right. I totally agree, man. So you know, <laughs> let me ask you about this. Let me ask you about because uh, I I, uh, I made a reel about this and it got a lot of engagement. But Ooh, you know, okay. it's something that's been on my mind for quite some time. Actually, is the obesity epidemic in this country? Okay. What are your thoughts on it? What What about it? What What did you what just the uh, just a uh, just um? It was like it was like a reel. It was a sound clip of what's one thing you can you want to say out loud that if you I vaguely do, remember that yeah yeah. yeah. And um, it was just the obesity epidemic and no one talking about it. You know, there's so many, so many, so many deaths per year that are oh, preventable, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, because of it. And we just, yeah. we just don't ever talk about it. I think when you put it into perspective, right, like how many, how many deaths were caused by obesity in 2021 mm-hmm. compared to COVID in 2020? I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to throw out numbers, but I'm, I, I doubt COVID was higher, you know? Yeah. Eh. You know, I, I think that this sounds a little bit, you know, political, but it's, it's the, that's, that's just what it is. Like our, our light, like pe- humans now, it's everything's so quick, easy, um, tasty that it's, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get into shape and it's, it's easy to fall into the trap of obesity the same way it is to fall into the trap of, of, you know, getting stuck in the lower middle class. Yeah. Like, can you save money? Can you not buy stuff? Can you not go out? In the same way that people are like, can you work out? Can you limit your calorie intake? Can you watch your drinking on the weekends? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So since people don't have any impulse control and everything's just so quick and it's it's hard to get a hold of, you know, and then you tie in whatever other addictions or people, people's so coping much, mechanisms. So, much, so many variables. Coming, yeah. It, it's like inevitable, right? And it's, it's, yeah, it is sad, but it's, it's in part our, our job to try and fix some of those things, you know, and like. Um, as much as we want to say, like, we want to help people. And I, I think earlier in this podcast, you, you said, I want to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I try and sit with that too. Cause like the goal is like impact, right? Yeah. But really impacting one person versus impacting a million, like, does that even change anything? Because like, I still helped one person, right? So helping a million doesn't really multiply that by a million. Like, sure. I've done it. A, I've done it a few more times. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily weigh more in my eyes. Um, and that was, that was something that I, I, I kind of, it was just like a weird thought that I had when I was trying to figure out like, why do I feel like I need a podcast? And, and one of the answers was, I want more reach. I want to help more people. Well, why? Like, I just want to do more. But then I thought like, does helping 10 people in one day really make, does it make me feel better than helping one person in one day? Right. To me, not really, because it's kind of like, once I get that one, it's like the cup is full. And it's not like, oh, I got 10 and I want more. It's kind of like a, the hedonic treadmill. It's almost just like more isn't always better. 
mm-hmm. you know, because one is sometimes not all you need, but one is enough. Bro. Yeah. One is a lot. One really, is more than. It more really than is, dude. Um, you know, it, it, it really is. Cause, uh, last year, last year in October, my best friend, um, we were in school back in 2005, 2006 or whatever. Okay. And, uh, he reached out to me. He was, he was, he was a, he's a big dude. Big boy. Okay. Yeah. He's a big boy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, he trusted me enough to be vulnerable with me, reach out to me and ask me to help him. And, you know, he was about 400 pounds when he came to me. Okay. And you know, he's 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 broken plat- plateaus that he thought he couldn't get past. Of course. And just to see him like just just to see him change and to see him grow and to see him so much happier. Like like you said this that that one, just that yeah. one. Like that if if that is the only person I really I really make an impact on, I'll be happy with that, dude. Right. Like right, right, right. <laughs> It's still kind of like success. It's still success. Yeah. Right? In, in its own way, it's still success. It's still fulfillment. Um, so yeah, I, I caught myself in that in that weird conundrum of less is not less is more, but more doesn't always mean is more isn't always more because um, it's easy to get caught up in that. You know, yeah. easy yeah. to get caught up in that. What's been your um? What's been your biggest struggle with doing online coaching? Have you had any type of setbacks or downfalls or anything like that when you've been doing it? Uh, one of the things that I think is is tricky. This is this is probably in any industry, but at <laughs> least early in the beginning, um, once you kind of get past the the doubt of like your family and friends, and once you feel like you're you're an authority and you kind of maybe made a name for yourself, and you're and you're really trying. Mm-hmm. Then the, the negativity starts coming in from from colleagues. That was hard to navigate for me for a long time because um, I'm just like, dude, I just I just don't get why people like. I, I just wanted to be liked, and I don't know if that's a, a, an issue that I have that I'm trying to figure out that I was trying to figure out. But like, why do I feel like I need to be liked by everybody? And and it would kind of rack my brain and thinking like, all right, like why do people wake up in the morning and wish ill on me? Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, yeah, probably from years like three to five, maybe eight, it, it really bothered me often. <laughs> and sometimes you'll see, I think if you scroll back a little bit further, you'll see a lot more of me posting like, fuck the hater kind of posts. <laughs> um, but it's, I think if you could flip that and mm-hmm. use it more as fuel, um, and then also kind of understand that it's it's less about you and more about them and their own insecurities and whatever, then it's. And it's easier said than done, but it's just a weird, it's a weird thing to be able to work around, you know, like I'm here, I'm like, I'm trying to change lives. I'm helping people. And then you kind of receive this, this uh, negative energy. It's, it's tricky. Um, But that's, that's, that's probably somewhere in the middle. And then now I'm like, dude, I don't, I could really care less. Um, But you know, it's, it's easy to tell people that early, like, oh, don't mind it, don't mind it. But you know, if you ask me like, what did you struggle with most? It wasn't getting clients. It was never getting clients. It was never getting people to follow the plan. It was never getting money. It was never like learning how to keep up with social media. Like all that shit is pretty common sense. Yeah. But like people don't, people don't tell you like when you, when you get into an industry that that's, that's going to (laughs) happen. No one, no one prefers me for that. So did you like lose the support of your, you know, your friends? Did any, did you lose friendships or anything like that um, while you were going through this or just kind of, you just got like a lot of negativity with what you were trying to do? No, no, not me. Not me personally. Um, I feel like that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, I started it after college. So yeah. like the group of people, um, 
let's just say, yeah, like my like my high school friends, my middle school friends, everyone that I grew up with, like once I started the fitness journey, it's not like they were like so quick to say, oh, help me, you know? Yeah. Um, and none of them really did. None of my best friends really like trusted me to do that. And then as I like ventured off and maybe helped a couple hundred people, then they started, you know, coming on in. But it was actually the people that I wasn't actual like friends with in high school that came out and then they started becoming my clients and then I got closer to them and I'm like, Hey, you're pretty cool. It's too bad. We didn't hang out in high school. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so that, that's what I mean. It's like your, your friends aren't always going to support you. And it's, again, it's nothing against you, but usually it's just hard for them to see you as an authority if they've known you as something from before that. That makes total sense. You know, I'm <clears throat> kind of going through that right now. So that's why I asked you that mm -hmm. question. Um, you know, I've, most of my clients that I've been working with, like we just, we've formed really good relationships. Like we talk every day, you mm -hmm. know, we share stories, you know, I have a discord server. So we're all nice. in there just talking and stuff nice, like nice, that. Nice. That's hard to keep but, up with. Yeah. 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 It's a, uh, it's a lot, but I, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy, you know, watching them talk to each other and just having right. that, I guess, um, that community. It's a aspect. sense of community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw you say that and you were like, I'm, I'm happy with the community that I built. That's, that's it, man. Um, one of the, one of the things that really helped me explode my business when I forget what year it was. Um, but I, I felt like revenue tripled and it was kind of understanding that like people want to feel like they're a sense of community. Mm -hmm. You know, you can help a hundred people individually or, you know, if you make them feel like they're part of something, you're gonna, you're, they're going to be a little bit more committed and they're going to be a little bit more likely to share their story and, and promote you like shamelessly. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it, I noticed a huge difference. I caught myself. I'm like, what, why do I see this other coaches? Like, why do I see his merch around and my, not mine? Like, and it, it would rack my brain. I'm like, why do they go to him and not me? Yeah. And it, and it's not like one of those, like why me? But I was really asking, I'm like, what's, what's the difference? And it was, I didn't have shirts. Yet. I didn't have them made. So how are they going to wear? Right. And even if I did, <laughs> I wasn't going to get them out. So it's really fucking bizarre, right? It's yeah. Like saying, how come I don't have clients? Well, you're not like, you're not doing outreach. You're not asking people for the sale. You're not telling people that you do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of fitness coaches have selfies and then there's no call to action. That right? was me like, for the longest time. That was me for the longest time because I felt, I felt like I was a salesman if I was trying to, yeah. you know, do a call to action. Exactly. Know? And it was hard trying to break out of that mentality of being like, nah, you're not, you're not a salesman, dude. Like you're trying to get people to take action. Right. With their it's health. literally what it's called, call to action. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, <laughs> yeah, if, if people don't blatantly know that you are able to help them, you can't really assume, you know, there's, there's no assumptions ever made. So you don't want to have to have someone say, Hey, like, do you think you can help me? Like as a question, it should be like. What do, you, what do you charge? Like, mm -hmm. like they, they should know that, that this is what you do. That's what you do. do. Yep. So I think most of your, most of your content is, is pretty on, on par with that. But that's, that's something that, uh, I had to make the switch to, too. I wasn't always doing that. So I post a, a selfie every now and then some things, but, um, yeah, I noticed the more I shared and the more, the more like information I gave for free, the, the mm -hmm. more people were like, the more likely people would actually sign up. And that's honestly, that's probably the main wa reason why I started the podcast. I enjoy talking. Like, I like talking. <laughs> Me too. I love talking. I talk to myself. Not like, you know, having conversations <laughs> with myself, but I, I talk to myself. I talk out my thoughts sometimes. Yeah. No, your, your uh, podcasts are good. I'm, I was like, damn, he can actually do this on his own. I was thinking like, I don't think I could do that on my own. Bro, like, I was yo, so <laughs> I turned it off. I turned, I I'll tell you what, um, it is definitely a different feeling having someone else on here with me. Yeah. Uh, it, 
it just flows. It, 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 it does. It does flow. Time. It does flow. And yeah, it's been tough. That's why I, that's partly why I keep my podcast like between 10 to 13 minutes, because if I feel like if I try to no, talk any longer than that, for that long. yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So, but I try to pretend like I'm talking to somebody too, when I yes. am doing it, like someone's across the room, I'm talking mm-hmm. to them or whatever, but, but yeah, right. man, <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fair. 10 to, yeah. I was like, oh, they're short. And then I was like, oh, they're, they're, um, there's no guests. And I was like, oh shit, am I going to be the first guest? <laughs> oh yeah. You're the, you're the first one, so, man. You broke the guest I'm chair. Honored. Let's oh, <laughs> making it for you. But yeah, yeah man, I, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. I really appreciate the fact that you just been so, again, so op- open and vulnerable just with everything. Like, you know, I can hit you up and I know that you'll get back to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> right. and I know you got a lot going on. So I just really appreciate you giving me your time today. Mm-hmm, for sure. No, I got you. And I, th- I think if, if not anything else, what you can take away from that is like, think about how good that feels just as you. And then know that you have the power to do the same. Mm-hmm. Like anyone that comments, anything, anyone that likes your shit, like they're gonna feel the same way when you say, "Hey, thank you for liking this," or, or responding back to a question. Any like that's long game, yeah. right? Like over time, like when people know you're a real person and they know you're gonna be available and on your phone, you're you're gonna be up there on the list of people when they're ready to sign up. For fitness coach. Oh, dude, I got people asking me relationship questions and stuff now. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. all for it. Like, hit me up, dude. Like, you need anything? You need to talk yeah. in here? Like, just hit me that's, up. So, you know, that's kind of that's a good thing, and I think that that just shows that they not only respect you as a fitness authority, but they respect you as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the more you get into that with your clients, the the further and deeper you can go, and the longer they'll stick with you, which means more progress. Yeah, you know, time is time is the biggest factor in like transformation. Six weeks? What can you get done in six weeks? Nothing, nothing, dude. Right. Honestly, it's a I, year, two six, year. six months, even even a year, I feel like is really not that much time in terms of really transforming yourself. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's still, you know, you can still fall <clears> off. You get to square to once, back to square one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the more the merrier, the more time, the, the better. But connect for sure, always when you can. All right, dude. So we're we're uh, we definitely this is definitely my longest podcast, which is awesome. But that's good. No, I think most most with guests run. 45 to an hour you know like just if you have good good questions (laughs) answers, and you're talking we're not taking breaks um and i I think one one thing that i appreciate is it didn't really feel like an interview which i felt that's what i struggle with as a someone that's interviewing like i just felt like i was asking questions and getting answers asking questions getting answers but it felt like we're you know for the most part having a, a solid conversation yeah um which is nice well, dude, again, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, where can people find you? How can uh, they contact at, you? Yeah, for sure. No, on Instagram at Nico Abaya. Um, that's it for now. You know, I, don't, I try not to <laughs> dabble too much on other platforms. Uh, it's, it's hard to do that. So for now, at Nico Abaya on Instagram. Uh, and like Skylar said, like I respond to DMs, comments, whatever. So hit me up. Yeah, definitely go hit my boy up. He's a really genuine, nice dude. Someone I definitely respect. So go check him out when you guys can. But on that note, guys. Oh, no problem, dude. On that note, guys, we're going to be ending the episode here. You guys can reach me on Instagram at SkyDFit. You can email me at Skylar at MosleyFitness.com. With that being said, let's Mosley. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Let's Mosley podcast. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen in, and I hope you got a lot of value from today's episode. Don't forget to share this podcast and leave a review. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Have a good day.